Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! I have no idea what we're going to talk about today. That must be why we won all the awards. Welcome in, Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, uh, and the ESPN MT app. We had a long weekend. I had a long weekend, at least away from the show. It was an exceptionally long weekend. Not very fun. Had to go to a funeral, and it was was no bueno. There's no real way to sugarcoat it. To compound it, I also missed... Several of my favorite events of the year was going to have to choose between or at least figure out a way to spread my time between two. Instead, I didn't get to go to either, but it was the Montana Football Hall of Fame this uh, last weekend in Billings, Montana. And it was the E.B. Craney Awards. They're also in the Magic City, both of those on Saturday night. So lots happening, especially in the, uh, the world of my interests there on Saturday night. We also somehow missed the... Uh, Montana quarterback clubs golf scramble this last weekend too. So uh, sad to be away from you. Sorry to miss Friday's show. Sorry to miss all those great events where I usually get to see so many of you local listeners and uh, loyal listeners, I should say, not only local, we got people listening all around the world, looking at the podcast analytics, we got people from all over the place. So I really appreciate everybody for uh, tuning in like they do. And uh, sad to miss it last Friday. Happy to be back on the air with you today. I'm only joking. It's not that we don't know what we're talking about today. We just have a lot of far-flung, wide-reaching, and fun stuff to talk about today because it's that time of year. We're creeping up on the 4th of July. Crazy to think that the 4th of July is a week from tomorrow. Uh, PSA, we'll have a full week of shows today, but then we'll be off Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of next week for the holiday. So, um, 
You can put it on your calendar. But uh, I don't even know what we're doing. I think I'm staying around town since 4th of July is actually on a Tuesday, going out there to the Kellhouse Amphitheater for Jason Isbell on the evening of 4th of July. I know that's in the works and uh, everything else uh, up for debate. But we will have a full week this week, and it's uh, good to be here back with you today. We're going to talk around the wide world of sports during the Montana Sports Hour here to get things kicked off. It is a judgment week because San Diego State Pinned a letter of resignation, basically from the Mountain West, but they didn't say where they're going. This is uncharted territory. We've definitely seen teams leave leagues before, but they always left a league to join another league. San Diego State just said they were leaving. They didn't say where they're going. The deadline for them to leave the Mountain West is on Friday. If they leave on or before Friday, $17 million is what they got to pay the Mountain West. If they leave after Friday at any time, that number doubles to a full $34 million. That's only part of it, though. What will that domino do to the rest of college football, to the rest of college sports out west? Where will the Mountain West turn when San Diego State's gone? And how will the Aztecs manage this whole deal? Uh, So we'll talk a little bit about that. Also, a couple news briefs from over the last week or so. Good reporting by Frank Gogola of the Missoulian. He had a couple stories in the Missoulian that piqued my interest. I don't really know how much debate we can have over these other than it's just worth letting the folks know. There is a little bit of a delay on the indoor practice facility that's being built at the University of Montana. What does that all mean? How does that affect the Grizz football season? We shall discuss. Also, ticket prices are going up a little bit for Grizz sports, but there's also sort of a, a reallocation of the money. Uh, you're gonna if you are a season ticket holder for the University of Montana, you might just see on your season ticket invoice stuff come up a little bit differently. So uh, they're sort of reallocating a lot of the funds within the total cost of season tickets, partially to, to fund the athletic department, partially to fund the Grizzly Scholarship Association. And what is the difference of those? And why might your invoice look a little bit different? We'll discuss that uh, as well. And we'll probably follow up with Kent Haslam, Montana Athletic Director, about that. A little later on as well, because I thought Frank's story was good, but I, of course, had a a couple additional questions as well, so uh, we'll get around to that as well. I also have a couple random Big Sky questions, Big Sky conference questions, that is, football questions for Andrew, so we uh, shall do those as well. Also lost, lost a good one. This one also hurt. Man, there's been a lot of, I've had a lot of uh, deaths lately, and it's, uh, it's a bummer. I wish that would quit, but, you know, as the old saying goes, nobody makes it out alive, and, uh, Sometimes to have lived at all is the most beautiful part. And then having the courage to die, even if it's not your choice sometimes, uh, that's just kind of how it goes. But Bo Beck, who was the uh, defensive line coach and a assistant coach at Montana State, in some form or fashion, I believe for 11, maybe 12 seasons, a guy I got to know really, really, really well covering the Cats, uh, he passed away uh, over the weekend. So really sad. It's definitely one that shook the uh, the college football world. I know a lot of the guys that played for him, held Coach Beck near and dear to their hearts. Uh, he was such a uh, larger-than-life person. And, uh, you know, sometimes we I think we say that kind of stuff when someone passes away too early. But if you ever met Coach Beck, um, Gregarious doesn't even begin to explain it, man. He's one of the funniest people I've ever met. I used to sit in his office for hours at a time just talking about all sorts of things, football and otherwise. And uh, certainly a guy that... Uh, He'll be sorrowly missed. He certainly will. I know he sort of drifted away uh, from the Montana circle for a, a few years because he was coaching 
down there at Colorado State Pueblo, which is one of the top Division II schools in the country. But he'd been back in Montana for the last uh, year or so and uh, certainly gone too soon. So uh, condolences to anybody and everybody that that one affected, but certainly uh, we'll miss him for sure. A guy I used to talk to all the time uh, ever since I met him more than a decade ago. So uh, rest in peace, Bo Beck. We'll, uh, we'll do some more thoughts on him a little later on during this Montana uh, Sports Hour here right off the top. We also are going to do a little tripping down memory lane. I um, I looked at what we were talking about on the show last year, a year ago today. So we'll revisit some of those questions and see how they played out. It's a, a fun to just sort of analyze. It's also sort of wild to analyze how things change in the span uh, of a year between season to season and off season to off season. And then we'll also continue some big sky conference debate. I also want to talk a little NFL. We didn't do that last week. So I do want to do that today. We also want to talk a little Victor Webb and Yama. Is he worth all the hype after becoming the number one overall draft pick <laughs> and posing for some hilarious pictures with some former Spurs greats now that he is at least expected to be uh, the savior for the San Antonio Spurs Uh Widely regarded as one of the top draft prospects in the country, or excuse me, in the history of the NBA, not in the country, in the world, for sure in the world, uh, but certainly one of the uh, the top NBA prospects ever. What will it take for him to fulfill it? Is that even attainable? Is it fair to basically have a, a young man with a Hall of Fame or bust uh, expectation? We will certainly discuss uh, that later on here on Nuanas Now as well. That's what's coming up here uh, today. If you want to stream the show, you always can, 1029ESPN.com, or uh, you can always check out the ESPN MT app as well. And if you want to be a part of the show, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. First and foremost, congratulations to a variety of my colleagues. I... uh, if you can't tell, if you're not a loyal listener, if you're new around here, I'm a very, very competitive person. I really, really uh, enjoy any form of competition, and that includes in the production of media. So I have been very, very uh, steadfast and very, very uh, passionate about anybody and everybody that produces content here at Missoula Broadcasting Company uh, to submit that content to any and all forms of competition, any and all forms of awards that we can win. And I'm very proud that my colleagues uh, followed that lead and, and certainly submitted a whole bunch of stuff this year for the annual EB Craney Awards, which is, are the radio and television broadcasting awards for the state of Montana. And uh, because of a variety of different scheduling conflicts, I had a funeral. Jeff Safford uh, was calling the Missoula Paddleheads. Um, Andrew needed to be in town to make sure that all went smoothly. And uh, our good friend Aubrey over at the, the U1045, she uh, had a pre-planned vacation before uh, they came out with the actual date for the EB Credit Awards. So the man, the myth, the legend, Tommy Evans, got to go represent for us at Missoula Broadcasting Company over there in uh, in Billings at the EB Credit Awards. And we took home a bushel of them. And I, I'm uh, proud of my colleagues and certainly proud of our team here at ESPN Radio. Uh, we here at ESPN Radio... Uh, recaptured our sports coverage of the year. That's something I'm very uh, passionate about because I just think that we do this talk radio thing from a journalism perspective probably more uh, more fervently and more passionately than uh, than most. And I know there's a lot of great broadcasters out there, but in terms of this show, 
wanting it to be commentary-based and also uh, entertaining, but also have a whole bunch of information and in its roots, in its essence, be a show of journalism, a show uh, spurred on by good journalism and a show from journalists, myself and Andrew, certainly uh, journalism degrees, as does Jeff Safford. His is a broadcast journalism degree. Andrew and I both print journalism majors at the University of Montana. And so that's been the roots of our show. And uh, I know we have as uh, diverse of a coverage plan as uh, anybody in the state of Montana in any medium. So I was very, very uh, happy that we reclaimed our Sports Coverage of the Year Award and uh, that I myself humbled uh, to be named Montana Sportscaster of the Year for the third year in a row. Uh, Very much kudos to all of the other competitors in the category, especially Jeff Safford, who was uh, also a finalist for the award. And uh, that made us feel pretty good, knowing that uh, we were acknowledged and and, uh, commended for our efforts. We work really hard around here, but I love working with these guys. They're a very, very uh, passionate team with me. They share uh, in our drive to continue to push the envelope forward. And uh, it's been really fun sort of diversifying our portfolio. We have all sorts of new stuff coming at you as often as we can. And I couldn't do that without Andrew and Jeff. We couldn't do it without Tommy uh, engineering the whole deal and uh, always being sort of our all-hands-on-deck guy who fixes any of our problems and we can call it the drop of a hat. So uh, it's been really fun working with all these people, everybody at Missoula Broadcasting Company, but particularly uh, Andrew and Jeff and Tommy, and congratulations to all three of them uh, for their EB Craney recognition. And uh, thanks so much to you because I wouldn't be doing this show if it wasn't for our awesome audience that we have every single day. And uh, certainly happy and proud uh, to share our thoughts and sentiments on a daily basis. You know, sometimes I feel like Uh, This show is a grind to prepare because it is. It's an incredible amount of work. But I also feel so gratified in uh, what we're able to produce every day and uh, couldn't do it without people to bounce the ideas off of and couldn't do it without, first and foremost, an audience to broadcast to every day. So thanks so much for being uh, loyal listeners to Nuanas Now. And if you ever want to help us, you want to know how you can contribute to us, tell your friends. Just tell your friends, "Hey, hey, I got this cool talk show. And if you're a loyal listener, you know, we talk a lot about sports. We also talk a lot about life. We talk a lot about music. We talk a lot about pop culture. We talk a lot about community events here in Missoula. So if you like this show, you want this show to to continue thriving, just tell people about it. Tell them about the podcast. Tell them how they can listen. I know a lot of people in this this day and age, hey, on-demand media, that's where it's at. You know, uh, captive listening, not for me. I don't want to have to tune in at 4 o'clock every day. Hey, that's fine. I know there's a whole bunch of you out there that are listening right now on the radio that are doing it, and that's awesome. That's so great. There's a whole bunch of you out there that are watching on TV live or streaming on the app live. That's awesome. You can also, though, get us archived on demand on that ESPN MT app or on the Nuanas Now podcast. So please uh, spread the word. If there's anybody that you might think likes might like this show, uh, let them know. Let them know how they can uh, can find out about us. Nuan is now on all your various podcast hosting platforms and uh, the ESPN MT app available uh, on all of your mobile devices. This is Nuan is now. You want to be a part of the show? 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Congratulations to each and every individual that completed any version of the Missoula Marathon this week. They, there was a 5K on Saturday Uh, They also had uh, a 10K option, a half marathon option, and a full marathon option. This drew a cumulative. I think there was close to 10,000 runners signed up for this year's marathon. So another great turnout for Missoula. Uh, My sister-in-law ran the half marathon. So we were down there downtown uh, early morning to to greet her, give her congratulations. 
uh, for running the marathon. And uh, there was just so many people down there. Very inspiring to see. I'm I'm certainly not much of a runner, but I think that the uh, the main takeaway when you go down there and hang out by the finish line is that I think this is why running is a compelling sport to so many is it can be a sport for so many. It's it's very very unique. I shouldn't say unique, but uh, certainly a special talent and a um, takes a, takes a certain amount of, of athletic gifts to be able to run a full marathon, especially at an elite time. But with a certain amount of training and a certain amount of dedication and certainly mental fortitude, people of all ages and body types and athleticism variances can, can run marathons or half marathons for sure. I think that's why this is such a great community event. I mean, Mark Mesmer, the Missoula product, Missoula Sentinel product and uh, University of Montana graduate, he won this thing for the fourth year in a row. He ran it in about two hours and 20 minutes. So very, very, two hours, 22 minutes, in fact, was the official time for Mark Mesmer. Missed the course record by about two minutes. But, um, you know, to, to be able to do that, that takes a, a lifestyle, a, a full-on dedication of your life to doing that, which is an unbelievable pursuit, an unbelievable thing to dedicate yourself to uh, because I do think it draws from all sorts of elements of just humanity. But there was people crossing the finish line you know, some five hours after Mark Mesmer as well. And to the, within itself, that's an accomplishment within itself, right? If, if you finished, if your only goal was to finish and you finished, you won the race. You were the winner for sure. I think that's what's so appealing about it. And uh, I certainly was inspired by the energy down there at Karis Park yesterday, uh, just watching people of all ages and backgrounds and, uh, you know, come together for a great community event. And everybody seemed to be overjoyed with uh, the the feelings of accomplishment that uh, they were able to accomplish uh, th- or that they were able to achieve uh, this this, uh, this last weekend. This is the Montana Sports Hour. It's presented by Blackfoot Communications. Blackfoot Communications has fiber networking all across Montana. It's ever-expanding, and if you want to see how that high-capacity fiber network can help you and your small business... Visit goblackfoot.com. We uh, we have a message in to Mark Mesmer, so we will catch up with him when we can. Uh, certainly very cool that there's a hometown guy that has sort of become the king of the Missoula Marathon. It takes so much, how do you say, it's not coincidence, but circumstance for that to happen, right? The Missoula has such a great running community, but you need that running community to be able to foster somebody that can be a champion marathon runner when the marathon becomes as prestigious and as competitive as the Missoula Marathon has become. Two hours and 20 minutes and change is an unbelievably competitive time. That's going to be top-notch time in any marathon in the country. There are so many marathons, though, like... I don't think that there's going to be someone from Boston that becomes the dominant person in the Boston Marathon. If that were the case, that would be very cool. That would be a story that the news media would certainly glom onto and certainly saturate and oversaturate probably. But it's just really cool and just a matter of circumstance, partially at least, that uh, 
Missoula Marathon King is a Missoulian. I, I don't know. I think it's uh, I think it's great just across the board that one of the great marathon runners, first of all, it's just cool that one of the best marathon runners in the country is from Missoula. It's also great that Mark Mesmer makes an effort to come back to the Missoula Marathon. I mean, and when it comes to the course record, he he was about two, two full minutes off of it. But to be fair, he also was running by himself. I mean, he was about a mile ahead of the entire field. He, he finished six minutes and change ahead of the second place person. And when you're talking about running uh, two hours and 20 minutes, 26 miles in two hours and 20 minutes, you're basically running like six and a half minute miles, 26 times in a row. That in itself is absurd to really think about. But then when you think that you won the race by six minutes, it means you won it by three quarters of a mile, maybe even a mile. Pretty darn impressive. Uh, But it's really hard to push the limits of something like a course record when you're just sitting there running the race by yourself, which Mark Mesper essentially was for the second two-thirds of the, uh, I, I guess, the back half at least, if not the final uh, two-thirds of the Missoula Marathon. So that was sort of your best of the weekend from the sporting world here in the Garden City as well as uh, you know around the state of Montana. Other bests of the weekend, how about Olivia Collins, a young lady most recently that we highlighted for her exploits in track and field. She is most uh, renowned, though, for her... Um, Exploits on the soccer pitch. She was the Montana Gatorade Player of the Year in soccer as a junior. She was the first ever person from Gallatin uh, High School in Bozeman to win a Gatorade Player of the Year award. And then she went out and won it again. Led the state in scoring for the second year in a row this year and uh, followed up her great... So if you're wondering why she's getting this Gatorade Player of the Year award, I checked that, Andrew. You were right. Uh, Soccer is a spring sport in a variety of states, most states in America. So they don't give the Gatorade Soccer Player of the Year Award out till the spring, even though in Montana we play it in the fall. So that's why Olivia Collins of, of Bozeman-Gallatin, as well as Brady Reed of Hellgate, Missoula Hellgate, uh, each received their Gatorade Soccer Players of the Year Award for Montana uh, over, the, over the last couple of days, I guess over this last weekend-ish. Uh, but Collins winning it two times in a row, certainly very prestigious for her, and she's headed uh, to Boise State on a uh, soccer scholarship. She'll play for the Broncos next fall. Uh, Andrew, I know that you've talked to this young lady. You've followed along with her. Um, I mean, this this is very much like the the Boys Award with Brady Reed last week, as we talked about. This was sort of a no-brainer, right? I think especially because Gallatin won the championship this year. I mean, just to to rubber stamp it, but yeah, I mean, Olivia Collins, sensational player. I mean, she's been the best scorer in the state for for each of the last two years, uh, and just what an accomplishment to now be the Gatorade Player of the Year back-to-back. But yeah, I thought that when when Bozeman Gallatin sort of capped that season with the state title in the fall, you, you can't really give it to anybody else. For sure. I mean, and we've seen a whole bunch of firsts. For Bozeman, Gallatin High across the board. Claire Rutherford was the Gatorade cross-country runner of the year last year. Uh, Olivia Collins, their first two soccer Gatorade players of the year. They won their first track and field state championship this last year uh, in boys track and field. And uh, it's just going to be so interesting to me, Andrew, the way this whole thing evolves. Because when Bozeman first started exploding in the mid-2000s, up until then when I lived there, 2010 through about 2017, the scuttle became a loud roar about, well, Bozeman Senior High School 
has the most kids in the state. Of course they win state and everything. They have all the kids. They have all the kids. They all the, have all the kids. Well, boom, now there's a new high school. <laughs> now Bozeman High School doesn't have all the kids. Now a, a great many of the best athletes in the state of Montana are going to Bozeman Gallatin High. So they have a real chance to establish tradition like that. A lot of times new high schools, it takes a long time for them to get rolling. But because the way Bozeman is growing, so much of that population is filtered towards Gallatin High. And, and, and now they have success to build upon as well. So any maybe open enrollment situation, you're going to have kids that maybe are choosing Bozeman Gallatin if that's allowed. So I don't know. It's just interesting to see like they are officially beyond on the scene. They are absolutely a super competitive high school in Montana across the board. Yeah, and I think the best thing potentially about it for Bozeman Gallatin is like if you can have that level of success right away, you have other advantages, right? Because it's it's a new high school. Your facilities are newer. Uh, they're they're brand new, you know. There's everything's clean. You've got excitement sure. in the community. They have such young coaches too, right? I mean, yeah. We had Chantel Yeager on a couple of weeks ago. She's the the track coach there. I mean, she can't even be thirty. I mean, I covered her at Montana State just recently. Hunter Chandler, their football coach. I remember covering him on at Bozeman High School when I was still on the newspaper there. So they have, you know, their football staff has all sorts of these ex-Bobcats that were great players, you know, just a handful of years ago. So that's a huge draw, I think, too. Or I guess just a huge feather in the cap for the athletic department. Yeah, and I, I agree with you. It will be interesting to watch, a particularly, like, as Bozeman keeps growing, right? Like, when does that stop? Where does that stop? <laughs> Are we going to need a, Are we going to need yet another class AA high school well, there in a decade? And that's the craziest part is I know there's always this sort of uh, unsaid or sometimes said competition between Missoula and Bozeman, and so much of that comes from the universities here, both the University of Montana and Montana State University. Um, and that rivalry certainly seeps into everything. They also are two of the hot spots in Montana right now, and they also have you know two of the most thriving communities and business climates and real estate explosions. And as we've seen, Bozeman keeps getting more expensive. Missoula keeps getting more expensive, but Bozeman remains more expensive than Missoula. But the boom has so much more potential in Bozeman. You know, the boom is already happening. I'm not saying that there's a potential for a boom. The boom has already happened, I should say. I mean, you're around. If you're listening to the show, you almost certainly have at least spent time in either Missoula County or Gallatin County, if not live there. The influx of people has been incredible. It's been crazy to watch, especially as somebody that's from Missoula. But as we know in Missoula, affordable housing is such a huge challenge because housing is such a huge challenge because there's not a lot of room to build within Missoula. Bozeman, the actual city limits might be reaching uh, sort of critical mass. But that valley is like three to five times. I don't even know what the acreage is. I'm not even going to say because I'll, I'll just be incorrect. But the Gallatin Valley is significantly larger than the Missoula Valley. The room to grow, the room to build is significantly higher. It's, it's sort of like the dichotomy, or I guess it's sort of like the parallel between like Denver and Boulder and Missoula and Bozeman. I'm not saying Denver and Boulder is, or, or Missoula and Bozeman are going to become Denver and Boulder, but Boulder exploded just like Denver, but then it couldn't explode much more because of where it's at. It's in the mountains. Denver's on the plains. Bozeman's the same way. It's on the plains there, so there's just so much more room to grow. Nuwana's now ESPN Radio, the uh, Montana Sports Hour, 
Presented by Blackfoot Communications, Blackfoot's customers have access to the latest technologies backed by 24-7 technical support. To learn more about how Blackfoot can provide the right service for your business, visit goblackfoot.com. More on San Diego State. Oh, one last best of the weekend. The Missoula Paddleheads did bounce back from a Saturday loss for a 6-1 win over the Idaho, Fall, Idaho Falls Chuckers. Paddleheads are off tonight in Great Falls, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and then back home Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So some more baseball coming up. The uh, the Paddleheads won 18 out of 21 games before the, uh, the Chuckers knocked them off on Saturday behind an eighth-inning grand slam. But then Missoula bounced back with a 6-1 win yesterday. So uh, the uh, the Paddleheads, they remain uh, atop the uh, the Pioneer League North standings. They are 23-7 through their first 30 games. They have a full five-game lead over the Glacier Rough Riders. They're in Great Falls Tuesday, thir- Tuesday Wednesday, Thursday, excuse me, and then the R- Range Riders, who are in second place out of Glacier, uh, they're here this weekend. So another big series coming up. And if the Paddleheads keep on rolling, they could really put some distance between themselves and uh, – get pretty close at least, or get into the driver's seat at least, of uh, that Pioneer League North first half title. Ticket prices are rising. The indoor practice facility is delayed. A couple financials for the University of Montana, plus some random Big Sky Conference football questions for Andrew. That's next. Keep it right here. Nuan is now ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice, and that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days, and that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. I was looking up Phoenix on uh, a streaming platform, that band that we're listening to on the way back here, uh, on Nuanas Now. I totally remember their their what I thought was their first album, which came out in 2009, which was my senior year at college. Then they didn't have another album for like eight more years. And then they've had two in that span. So I thought they'd you know, put out three records since 2009. Okay. I wouldn't say that's an unusual low or high, probably about... Normal. I mean, I guess there's some people that just put out so much music now, but in terms of like kind of alternative pop rock bands like that, I don't know. I mean, they've been around for a while. They toured a little bit. They played a bunch of festivals. Okay. But then I saw that they had an album way back in 2000. So they basically reversed, released their first three albums over the span of almost 20 years and almost 10 years between each 2000, 2009, 2019. It's just interesting. I had no idea. 
I don't even know if anybody that's listening to this show could ever possibly care about the history of Phoenix, but I thought it was fun. <laughs> Welcome back. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. We got a ton of nuts and bolts to get to, uh, particularly when it comes to University of Montana athletics, particularly football. First of all, an indoor practice facility. They raised money for it. They fundraised for it. It's a $10.2 million facility. It's going in right there up by the River Bowl on the UM campus, right by the Clark Fork River. And they broke ground in April. And now there's a delay. And I don't really want to get all the way down to the weeds of the, the, the politics and the city policy of this all. But I will say that the reason that the University of Montana broke ground on this indoor practice facility in April is because they wanted it to be ready by November. If you live around western Montana, you are well aware that practicing football outside is very much possible and very much uh, advantageous in the spring, uh, in the late spring, in the summer certainly, and in the early fall. September is usually actually one of the nicest months of the year in Montana. And then, you know, you get it in October, and it's just a matter of time. It's going to snow sometime in October, almost guarantee it. But it's going to be really nice until then. And this is going to be really nice for a couple days after. And then you're going to get the next snowstorm, and then it's never going to stop snowing. It's going to be awful winter for the whole rest of the next forever. <laughs> if you live around here, you know that's true. But it always is usually nice into October. So they wanted to have it ready by November, because then you can practice indoors if needed, when you have some of your biggest regular season games coming up, if you're the Grizz, and then when the playoffs begin, then all of a sudden uh, you have a real advantage, uh, and not even an advantage at this point, though, a way more level playing field when it comes to some of your biggest competitors. North Dakota State doesn't ever play outside. They never practice outside, ever. South Dakota State, they do play outside, but they have an indoor practice facility. There's a lot that goes into it. I think there's a lot of old school people in Montana that have always thought, well, let's practice outside because if we practice outside, we'll be way tougher than the other team. It's true. That is true. It is true. But this is 2023. I know there's a lot of people out there listening that maybe don't even want to hear this. Toughness is still a huge factor in football. It definitely is. Toughness, fortitude, you know, pushing through, getting over adversity, Plowing through the hard times, it's all a huge part of football, no doubt about it. Toughness used to be the most important part of football. It is no longer the most important part of football. It pains me to say that. I'm a rough and tumble offensive lineman. Hell, I played for Gary Eckergan for the Big Sky Eagles. You want to know how many plays we had? Nine. <laughs> you want to know why? Because if you block better than the other team, you're going to run the ball and you're going to win. That's what Eck always told us. Easier said than done. But what I'm getting at is, there used to be sort of this deal that people would think, okay, well, Montana, Montana State, they don't have indoor practice facilities. South Dakota State, North Dakota State, they do. But we're going to be able to outlast them when it comes to these cold-weather games. Well, that's not true. Guess who practiced outside all year last year? Montana State. Guess who practiced indoors all winter last winter? South Dakota State. Guess who won the matchup in Brookings, South Dakota, when it was snowing sideways and the temperatures were in single digits? Not the team that practiced outside, the team that practiced inside. So indoor practice facility, I think it just makes your operation, like if you're asking me, Coulter, if toughness is no longer the premier factor in winning football games, what is? 
like preparation, speed and the ability to utilize it in a diverse fashion, and the ability to be malleable and flexible on the fly. I think I think the third thing, being able to be malleable and flexible on the fly is the key to success in every single realm of life now. Across the board, no matter what your job is, no matter what you do, no matter where you compete, being able to be malleable and flexible and adjust on the fly and keep up with the Joneses at all times, that is the one of, the, one of if not the most important factors in success. So... The delay of this practice uh, field is detrimental to Montana for this specific season. I trust since they broke ground in April that it'll certainly be ready for the 2024 season. But what does that mean for these grids? Uh, In the newspaper, Kent Haslam said that they still expect to have it done by Christmas time. But if that's the case, then the Grizz will only be able to use it if they have already advanced to the national championship. They'll already have had to play their November slate and their December slate, which will involve at least two, if not three, playoff games. If that were the case, okay, great for them. I'm just saying that this is going to have a direct impact on this specific season, particularly late in this season. So I think the Grizz were certainly looking uh, forward to and expecting to have that indoor facility open. Now, what is the delay on this? It actually has nothing to do with the university. This is red tape from the city of Missoula. That's why I said I didn't really want to get into city policy and and local government. But I will say this. It's exceedingly difficult to get a building permit of any sort within the city of Missoula. And that seems to be true for this indoor practice facility. Kent Haslam, Montana Athletic Director, was quoted in the Missoulian as saying this this facility has never really been built. It is a state-of-the-art facility. Some the naysayers say... Well, it's just a bubble. It's sort of a, you know, two-buck check type uh, practice facility, but that's not the case. Well, I mean, you could think whatever you want about it. You could think, okay, we need to have a much more significant brick and mortar. You need to spend way more money on this thing for the long term. Regardless, there's never been a building like this built in Missoula. That's why there's some hang-ups with the city in terms of getting all the, uh, the protocols and the plans passed through. That in itself is annoying. And I'm not even just talking from the university perspective. I I do think that business development, real estate development, and affordable housing has all been stymied by how much red tape you must go through in the city of Missoula. And I think that is detrimental to the growth of the community at large. And I think that this is a microcosmic example of it. The other nuts and bolts thing from the University of Montana I wanted to talk about was the... uh, sort of the the reallocation of the way they're doing ticket prices. First of all, your season tickets are getting increased in price a little bit, and that's just because the University of Montana produces all of their own athletic revenue, basically. They only get a little bit of subsidization. they got to produce 70% of their budget on their own. Um, That's not the case at almost all the rest of the Big Sky Conference schools. So in in order to sort of keep pace with everybody, they do have to raise your ticket prices a little bit, but they're also reallocating some of what they're charging you into Grizzly Scholarship Association fees, which then in turn um, help boost up scholarship dollars there at Montana. So I guess the biggest, the, the, the two biggest things you're going to notice when you get your bill is that one, it might be a little bit more expensive uh, for the same seats you've had. Okay, that's just sort of comes with the territory, you know, that, that's what happens. Prices go up. 
That's how it goes. But on the other hand, uh, you're going to see sort of a reallocation of some of the funds. Your ticket price might actually have gone down a little bit, but more money is going to the Grizzly Scholarship Association, which, I mean, if you're a, a season ticket holder at Montana, I think you probably understand why and uh, probably support the why, yeah, just in terms of supporting uh, scholarship dollars uh, for the student-athletes. Nuwana is now ESPN Radio. It is the Montana Sports Hour presented by Blackfoot Communications. Blackfoot Communications has done so much to help connect small rural communities throughout Montana and Idaho. They have a wonderful network and such great fiber capabilities in so many different places, and they help connect all of us. To more, visit goblackfoot.com to see how Blackfoot can provide the right service for you and your small business. One of my favorite guys I've ever met in the college football coaching world. Gone too soon. Plus, I got some random, random Big Sky sports questions. Keep it right here. Want us now? ESPN Radio. One, two, three. Want us now on ESPN Radio. Remember when this was the song for the United States Postal Service commercials? Man, there's been a couple songs like that that have just really taken hold in the commercial world. And there's the one uh, iPod commercial with the the song. You know it. I'll play it tomorrow. It just gets stuck in your head forever. What great advertising. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Speaking of great advertising, well, Blackford Communications and all their support of what we do here at Missoula Broadcasting and at Skyline Sports. We couldn't do it without them. Blackfoot coming up on their 70th anniversary. They've been providing communities with new and better ways to communicate for almost seven decades. Now they've added high-capacity fiber network and innovative voice solutions to learn about how Blackfoot can help you, your community, your small business. Visit goblackfoot.com. Found out Friday, and... The hits keep coming. I know this is how it goes as you get older. You know, we, I, I always think about it like this. You know, we're we're going to all lose people that are, are close to us that have big impacts in our lives. Unfortunately, you know, nobody makes it out alive. It's, 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 it's just one of the deals that comes with just being a human on earth, you know. Uh, but I always think to myself, if you're having a hard time, and you lost a lot of people that are close to you. That that's that's a bummer. It really does hurt. But also, what a great blessing to be able to have people close enough to you that it does hurt. And whenever somebody is lost, it, it's certainly sad. It always is sad. It never will stop being sad. It's also a chance for renewal. It's always also a chance for reconnection. It's a chance to, to get back together or, a, you know, a reminder to call each other, text each other, you know, send each other silly things, whatever, connect with each other. A, a guy who uh, was one of my great connections during my time as a sports writer, uh, when I first moved back to Montana, and a guy that really had... I mean, truly, he had he had a big role in uh, in helping me. It was Bo Beck? He was the recruiting coordinator and defensive line coach at Montana State 
in the late 2000s and then all the way through the mid-2010s, as a coach, he, he gained great prestige because he coached so many great defensive linemen from All-Americans like Dan Ogden and Dane Fletcher to Buck Buchanan award winners like Caleb Schreibeis and, and Brad Daly to other All-Americans like uh, Zach Minter and Taylor Sheridan. Coach Beck coached uh, some of the great defensive linemen of the modern era ever at Montana State. And if you were to argue, you know, it's so funny, the, the positions that schools uh, – uh, you know, have this high priority on Montana University of Montana. Certainly, linebacker U of the Big Sky Conference. They are linebacker U, probably of most schools in the Western United States. I mean, the, the Grizz have had all conference linebackers for my whole life. If you're a starting linebacker for the Grizz, you're almost certainly an all conference linebacker. And Montana State, it's defensive lineman. The lineage goes all the way back to the great Gary Gustafson. And then was, you know, just shot into the stratosphere by Bill Kohler when, when he was a outstanding defensive lineman there in the early 1970s and then became a first-round draft pick out of Montana State. And then on through the 80s with guys like Mark Fellows and Lonnie Burt, you know, up through the 90s with guys like Neil Smith, and then the early 2000s with Adam Cordero and, you know, John Taylor and, and all these fantastic players. Well, a great many of the greatest defensive linemen in Montana State history – Played for Bo Beck. So in terms of his ability to teach the position, it was tremendous. He also, you know, it's a delicate balance. Any of you out there that are listening that are parents or anybody out there that's listening that are coaches, you know it's a delicate balance to sort of maintain your status as an authority figure but then still relate to whoever you're trying to mentor, whether it's your child or your student or your player, to be able to relate to them on an authentic and deep level while still maintaining your status. Right? Like it's the old Bobby Houck line. Uh, you already got parents. You already got friends. You already got teammates. I'm none of those. I'm your coach. I think Coach Houck does a great job of, of maintaining that boundary. Well, Bo Beck treaded the boundary of being like fraternal with his players, being a sort of bigger brother to them, having authentically deep connections, but still being their coach. He did that as well as any coach I have ever been around in the Big Sky Conference. And so when he passed away over the weekend, the amount of, of texts that I received, the amount of social media posts that you saw on all the various different platforms, the amount of people that reached out, I think it showed the impact of a man. I think that there's so many different guys from so many different walks of life that would tell you that Coach Beck impacted them in a positive way. And um, that's, it's not an easy role to fill. It's not an easy task. But then in terms of my personal perspective, uh, there was, there was two primary reasons. Well, there's three primary reasons why coach Beck and I became so close when he was at Montana state. One, he was the recruiting coordinator. So a lot of times you, you can just, you're, you're going through that person for a lot of the information when it comes to, you know, when's individual camp coming up this year? Um, you know, confirming this sort of thing. No coach can talk about, like, their analysis of the guys they're recruiting, but they are allowed under NCAA rules to confirm or deny the recruitment of people. So we'd always be talking just on a recruiting front. Number two, Coach Beck was an unbelievably well-spoken and very, very interesting guy. He had his master's degree in psychology. He truly understood what what made young men tick, particularly his players, and he knew how to sort of get to them 
and sort of form this us-against-the-world mentality. And the United named all those great defensive linemen. Well, what do most of them have in common? Caleb Streibice, walk-on, turned in Buck Buchanan award winner. Brad Daly, walks on to the Cats, gets in trouble, doesn't like it, goes and works in the oil fields in, in North Dakota for more than a year, comes back, walks on again, leads the big sky in sacks. You know, Dan Ogden, underdog, boom, All-American. Dane Fletcher, partial scholarship guy, boom. You know, big sky defensive player of the year, plays in the NFL for half a dozen years. So Coach Beck, he knew how to get to the psychology of, of the young men and uh, and really boost them up. And then third, you know, I consider a lot of the people that I work with that are, you know, my my sort of my sources or whatever, you know, people we interview and the people we get information from and all that, I consider them professional acquaintances and even sometimes colleagues. But it's very rare you ever find somebody that you can truly call a friend. And I think that's where Coach Beck was so great because he knew what our professional capacity needed to be. He knew how to keep that professional and then also knew how to be my friend. And the amount of times he opened his door to me, the amount of times he let me sit in his office and talk about football, the amount of things he taught me, um, is a tough one, man. Tough one to swallow. But rest in peace to Bo Beck. Uh, I think that inarguably, regardless if you ever knew, if you if you ever knew him, you never forget him. He was a truly larger than life personality. I mean, he was he's one of the biggest men I've ever met. He's about six six. Played defensive line at Arizona State and Colorado State and uh, then started his coaching career. Uh, but Coach Beck, personality-wise, too, was just such a gregarious person. Uh, he's the guy that says hello to everybody. <laughs> he's always wearing his big aviators no matter where we're at. And, uh, man, God too soon for sure. He'll be sorely missed. I know that everybody that got a chance to spend any time with him, at the very least they remember him as an unbelievably funny guy who was Friendly and, and fun with everybody. Uh, but to those that he spent a lot of time with, I think they realized he was he was a lot deeper than that. He was a very uh, well-spoken man, a very insightful person, uh, great intuition, and uh, somebody that had a, the ability to connect to just about anybody. So uh, rest in peace uh, to former Montana State defensive line coach Bo Beck. We didn't even get to my random Big Sky questions, but that's okay. We have a whole other hour to talk about it. That was our Montana Sports Hour. Apologies for ending it on a, a sad and melancholy note, but I, I just had to say some some words about my friend, you know. And uh, I guess got to say thanks to Blackfoot Communications for their continued support of all of the things we got going on here at Missoula Broadcasting Company. Blackfoot's customers have access to all the latest technologies backed by 24-7 technical support. To learn more about how Blackfoot can provide the right service for your business, visit goblackfoot.com. Hour one of the books, hour two coming at you. Random Big Sky Conference questions. Plus, what were we talking about last year? How'd that play out this year? And NFL and NBA, all of our favorite things. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. 
Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 